Hi! Welcome to the Pen Garden, your writing productivity podcast, which will help you build a unique Zen writing routine tailored to your lifestyle. I'm your host, Lainey, and you're listening to episode 3 of our first season, Beginnings. If you haven't watched the previous two episodes, which focus on the basics of self-care and why knowing your personality type can be helpful, no worries, enjoy this one, but make sure you go back and have a listen. I'm launching the Pain Garden with a full season to urge you to dive in straight away and start thinking about how to incorporate positive changes in your daily writing habit and how to rest effectively. Grab a drink if you can and relax. This time is for you. Following the previous two topics, it is only fair we look at what outside factors can affect how you build your writing routine. Like it or not, you and I are part of a society, and if we want set society to engage with our writing, we have to keep within its bounds. That includes accepting that writing might never be as straightforward as we want, and that there will always be interruptions. When my dad wants him alone time, he always says he wants to move to live on the moon. And some days, when I just want to sit down and write, I really share this desire. As I'm torn between friends asking me to go out, my family ringing me, and social media pinging on my phone like there's no tomorrow, I dream of a quiet desk setup on the warmer side of the moon. Don't get me wrong, I love my friends and family. I love my co-workers from my day job and I wouldn't trade them for the world. As a little note, I have a love-hate relationship with social media so I'm leaving it out of this trade agreement. Anyway, I'm pretty disciplined and good at keeping up my writing routine, yet I still get distracted from time to time. And this is normal. It would be good if writers could travel to another planet when they needed to hermit or do some writing. But the truth is, as everything in life, this is a balancing job. I bet you've heard about work-life balance, but I want to extend that term and say that writers need a good work-hobby-life balance. Because for some of us, writing is a hobby and for others, it's their job. In any case, there's also other job aspects to think about, as well as life things like family matters and maintaining meaningful relationships. People in contemporary societies are constantly faced with challenges associated with conflicts between work and life roles. Studies found that work-life issues impact everyone, regardless of individual demographics, social economic status, or family structure. Not only that, But also, stress from work-life imbalance affects general well-being and leads to poor performance in all areas of life. This might come as no surprise, but whether you are employed in a job unrelated to writing, one that relies on writing, or you are self-employed, work-life balance falls on you as an individual. It is the same for balancing writing and your surroundings. No one will help you, not because they don't want to, but because it is only you that really knows what a successful balance would look like. And this is the part where I urge you to think about what challenges you face in your daily writing practice and whether or not you have found a productive way of dealing with them. For example, 
One of the unsuccessful routines I was building involved me sitting down to write in the evenings after work. It also said that if you're committed to your craft, you would be able to confidently decline outings with friends and family. This didn't work for me, partly because of my personality and partly because it did not fit my surroundings. For one, as a hardcore introvert, as I told you in my previous episode, telling my friends I wouldn't see them and estranging my family would have led to me being completely isolated. And while writing is great and it is the passion of my life, what is the point if I have no one to share it with or if loneliness is bringing about writer's block? And second, my day job requires a lot of focus and talking to people. I like it and I'm not at all complaining about it. But at the end of the day, my brain is more often than not melted and not fit for any creative work. So what did I do? I stopped forcing myself to follow this rigorous routine of nighttime writing. I would write nights only if inspiration struck. But usually it was non-working days and weekends when I did the bulk of my writing. I'm sure if you think back, you could find such examples in your own writing practice. Maybe you even have some now, active and waiting to be changed. Take some quiet time one day soon to think about where your writing fits in with your social bubble and you may be surprised by the ideas of improvement that flow after this thinking. I've got two more points to make. But before I move on, I just wanted to do a little break and wanted to ask you to make sure to check out the rest of the available episodes of this season. If nothing else, the overall information should spark some ideas in how you can make your writing more effective and fulfilling. And if you want to know more after, please subscribe to the show and a cup of writing joy will be directly available to you every week. Back to the topic of how your social bubble can affect your writing practice, I want to talk about social media. For many, social media is just part of the package. You need to connect with your audience or maybe you even do your writing for social media. So I know, there's no escaping it and there's no ignoring it. But that doesn't mean it has to be something that distracts you so much that you can't sit down properly to write. If this is you, don't worry you're not alone. If, like most of us, you use a computer, it's really easy to get sidetracked by notification pop-ups or noises and to constantly get pulled away from your focused writing time to check Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever your social media of choice is. This aspect of your social bubble is by far the easiest to control. While you can't put a pause on a family member or a colleague, you can definitely plug off from social media. This doesn't have to be drastic. It can involve putting your phone on silent and blocking notifications for a while, or you can go all the way to suspending your social media accounts while you do what you need to do writing-wise. British author Zadie Smith has dedicated space in some of her books in the acknowledgement section to thank apps which disconnect her computer from the internet. One of her golden rules of writing is work on a computer that is disconnected from the internet, precisely because distractions of all kinds are just a click away. 
Our PCs are amazing in their multi-purpose, but are also overloaded with information. You know, just something to think about. In episode 1 of this season, we talked about self-care for writers and how it starts with knowing yourself. But what is the use of knowing what you want and need if you don't get a chance to do it? What if there are obstacles that prevent you to practice good self-care? A writer doesn't write in a vacuum, and in the current digital landscape, there is a constant need to juggle distractions online and offline. For that reason, it's important how you present your writing to yourself and the people around you. No matter if it's a hobby, your professional job, or you have to do it as part of your other work, It's an activity that requires sustained focus for long periods of time and for it to work without stressing you out, other people should respect its place in your life. This is especially true now in the reality of lockdown and working from home, where the lines between home and hobby and work are so blurred they're basically non-existent. One way you could tackle this with friends and family is to tell them that writing is part of your self-care. A time when you get to do what you love and a way to recharge, helping you be a better partner, parent or friend. In a work environment, if colleagues or writer friends are too demanding, let them know your writing is a priority and you need some focus time to work on it. Hopefully you have surrounded yourself with people who will understand, but if not, let their interruptions wash over you. Or find a different space where you can actually escape for an hour or two. So, to sum up, many of us would like, just like my father and me, to take a quick trip for some alone writing time on the moon whenever we feel the itch to write. But we can't. And that's okay. There is some work involved in thinking about your personal situation and accepting it might never be exactly as you want it to be. But overall... The people close to you are your favorite people, so it's worth making the effort for your well-being and for theirs too. Further in time, I'll dedicate a whole season to the different aspects of your social bubble and how you can tailor your routine to satisfy everyone while still finding time and energy to write. But let me know, what are some things in your social bubble that distract you from writing the most? What are your struggles when it comes to navigating writing and your family and friends? I would love to start a conversation about this, so post me a comment. As I've mentioned before, a full season of The Pen Garden is available to listen. The other topics I explore are what is self-care and why you should practice it, how to discover your personality type to help you know your writing self better, what is burnout and how you can recognize it before it becomes a big problem, and why routines are so awesome and why you should think about getting one. Next week, I'm diving straight into season 2, Your Personality, where I will dig deep into what are the best approaches to a writing routine for different personality types. The show notes of this episode are available on my website lanedelorock.com slash pengarden. That's L-A-I-N-E-Y-D-E-L-A-R-O-Q-U-E dot com, all one word, slash pengarden as one word. I have cited all of my sources there so you can go and continue your own research on the topic. 
If you like this episode, please leave a review. It helps creators who are starting out, such as myself, let more people know the podcast is enjoyable. If you want to be up to date on Pen Garden news, subscribe to the show and sign up to my newsletter. I promise no spam, only cups of writing joy. You've probably finished your drink, so it's time I let you go. If you want to continue the conversation, you can poke me on the Pen Garden Facebook page or tweet me at Lainey De La Rock. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you have an awesome week and speak to you soon.